Hi and welcome to Sustainability Bites, the podcast supported by Sotela and Partners. I am your host, Mago Plunia, and today I have the pleasure to welcome my colleague Valérie Lalissang for this new episode of our food labeling series. If you have yet to check our first episode on the EcoScore, I really encourage you to do so. Welcome Valérie, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Mago, and hello, everyone. My name is Valerie Lalisang, and I'm 27 years old, and I work at Schutelaar and Partners. I'm a junior advisor in the food transition team, and here I am the expert in Nutri-Score. I have a background as a clinical dietitian, and I have a master's degree in nutrition and health sciences at the Wageningen University. And indeed, you are in SNP or Switzerland Partners or in-house expert on the Nutri-Score, which is today's topic. So if you have not been living under a rock this past few months, despite the impression given by the drastic lack of sunlight in Brussels, the Nutri-Score has made the headlines. We were expecting the European Commission proposal on the revision of legislation regarding the information provided to consumers to be introduced in the end of December 2022. We saw a lot of events in the Parliament, some against, some pro or divided, and it is now on hold until June 2023. However, the Netherlands is pursuing its journey on national legislation. Uh, can you please tell us more about this and how the country is approaching the Netrisco? Yes, and the Netherlands is a bit different from the other countries that already introduced uh, Nutri-Score. In 2019, our government, which is the Ministry of Health, Welfare and Sports, Uh, said that they will decide whether to introduce Nutri-Score after the scientific committee of the Kuhn, which is the country of engaged um, in, in Nutri-Score, have updated the algorithm. Well, this happened uh, last summer in uh, July 2022, and a lot of changes were made in benefit of the algorithm. So, for example, olive oil now scores better, and for less healthy products, it became harder to get a green score. And this is due to the increased amount of points they will get for sugar uh, and salt. Um, in addition, the minimum score of fiber and proteins is also increased and makes it therefore harder to compensate. Another favorable example is that whole grain products um, also get now a better score than plain grain products, uh, which is also positive. And uh, the Dutch Ministry uh, asked the Dutch Health Council to see whether Nutri-Score is now more in line with our uh, dietary guidelines, which is the Wheel of Five, because this was the problem in 2019. And the Dutch Health Council was very positive about Nutri-Score and the updated algorithm now. And they see Nutri-Score as a valuable contribution to the Wheel of Five, especially to reach people who have a less favorable dietary pattern because Nutri-Score is very easy to understand and uh, familiar for people because it's so similar to the well-known energy label. Um, the Dutch Health Council also uh, found some shortcomings in the updated algorithm, but they also concluded that no, pro, uh, no front of pack label can be perfect and cover our whole food system. A food system is far too complex to catch it in one label, uh, if you ask me. <laughs> And um, yeah, we would also need some more tools. So Nutri-Score is one of the many tools that you would need to get a healthy uh, food environment. So for example, taxes on unhealthy products and nutritional education for young um, for young people would also benefit in uh, getting a better and healthier environment. 
Yes, as you mentioned, we're living in like more and more complex life and we need like several solutions. We can't attack it only from one front, from one label. Um, you just mentioned about dietary guidelines and the Wheel of Five. Can you please quickly explain what is the Wheel of Five to our listener who might not be familiar uh, with the concept? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, the Wheel of Five is based on the Dutch food-based dietary guidelines. And it's a very good guideline to have a healthy dietary pattern. And they also say that if you eat um, well by following this wheel of five, you could also decrease the chance of uh, illnesses as, for example, heart disease or obesity. But um, the wheel of five only contains a guideline for products that we should eat. And it also says... Uh, that we can allow ourselves to eat approximately like 20% of our daily energy intake outside the wheel. Uh, however, if we look in the supermarkets, we see 80% of supply of products that are not in the wheel of five. Um, the wheel of five contains guidelines on recommended amounts, for example, for fiber and proteins, and it limits the intake of, for example, salt, sugar, and saturated uh, fats. And Overall, it aims towards a balanced diet. Diet. In complement of the Wheel of Five, we believe that the Nutri-Score can be very useful in guiding the consumer towards healthier food choices within uh, food products of a product group. And our health council also found that Nutri-Score gives an accurate score for 89% uh, of the product that should have an orange or a red Nutri-Score. And knowing that Nutri-Score is also designed to uh, evaluate during the time, this is a really good starting point for uh, yeah, better products and healthier uh, supply. Okay, this is like much clearer for me. Uh, but what is the exact situation at the Dutch level now from a legislative and commercial point of view? Yes, at this moment, we are waiting for our government to make a decision about Nutri-Score. Um, and during the last two to three years, uh, some of our supermarkets and uh, food manufacturers have already had tryouts in store and on their website to gather evidence on how Nutri-Score is developing in the Netherlands and how consumers are reacting um, to this uh, FOP label. And we see some good results of consumers putting more healthy products in their baskets and getting to know Nutri-Score better. So this is very positive. In addition, Nutri-Score is an incentive for manufacturers to revise their recipes and improve the nutritional quality of the food products. Uh, we see a reduction in the amounts of salt, saturated fats and sugar. And also with uh, the revised algorithm, we see that food manufacturers again start to reformulate the recipes to get better Nutri-Score. So actually they go back to the table and restart the process that they just finished uh, to get better scores. And eventually, I hope to see that supermarkets ask their suppliers to meet a certain standard for Nutri-Score to get or to keep their shelf space. Uh, this will then contribute towards a healthier supply in the supermarkets as well. So we saw quite a bit of lobbying and debate on the Nutri-Score at the EU level, as I was, was mentioning. Uh, there were like a big divide between countries or even among food producers and retailers. For instance, we saw a lot of pushback from uh, AOP food producer, AOP product for the ones who don't know are like 
originally or geographic indication protected produce uh, I'm thinking just on top of my head camembert typically yeah. whom are protected under EU law but cannot adjust their recipes because they really have to stick to uh, the AOP recipe is it a controversy in the Netherlands what are the main arguments pro and against Yes, of course, we also have these products uh, as well, as food-based dietary guidelines give recommendations for dietary patterns. As I already said, Nutri-Score is a tool which works on product level. Um, so that's why uh, in, for example, a Mediterranean diet or dietary pattern, these products never really came up as super bad and now they get a red score, which is very uh, unfavorable for them, of course. Um, But that's also why very good or why good communication surrounding the label is very important. Well, uh, lately I had a discussion with a Dutch herring uh, producer. Herring is, of course, one of our uh, famous Dutch uh, foods. Um, who asked how to manage the dose of salt in his product because that's why they are getting a red score. And uh, however, salt also helps to extend the product shelf uh, life, so the time that it can lay in the supermarkets. And the retailer asked them to have a product shelf time of, I think, uh, around 10 days, uh, he told me. And um, well, they need to revise the recipe and discuss with the retailer on how to handle the shelf life. And this may lead to a difference in the presentation of the product in store. So for example, if we have less salt in the product, it can lay for a shorter time uh, in the shelf, which is a discussion you have to uh, have with the retailer, uh, of course. Another example is Dutch cheese. We're also, uh, the Dutch nickname uh, is not for nothing uh, kaaskoppen. So uh, of course we have uh, also some love with uh, cheese. And especially uh, with Nutri-Score, um, 30 plus cheese uh, is a problem because it scores a Nutri-Score D uh, due to the high amounts of fats. But however, this 30 plus cheese is part of the wheel of five and therefore seen as a part of a healthy dietary pattern. And this is really an example where I think that um, these exceptions can be overcome with a good communication campaign from the government. Nice to hear. Yes, so we're like hearing a lot about the different uh, products, uh, but we also ourselves as Sotela work very closely with both ends of the spectrum, like food producer and food retailer. So from your own experience as a consultant, what are the main concerns of our clients? Yeah, well, the main concerns of the clients that I work with is that um, the delay of the introduction of Nutri-Score in the Netherlands uh, is so long. Uh, either way, products with Nutri-Score are coming into the Dutch supermarkets and consumers will see it. If we wait longer without giving any information about how to use Nutri-Score, um, yeah, consumers could get confused. And um, it would be good if the Netherlands starts introducing Nutri-Score so manufacturers uh, can start changing the packages of the food products as well because this as we know always takes a long time um, we can start with it we can want it but then it takes some time to change the packages as well uh, before it ends in the shelf with the nutri score hopefully 
Yes, I totally understand that, and especially at EU level, it's now even more delayed, yeah, and we I want to so. be we want to be prepared, and we want to give enough time for the transition. Yep. So if you are listening and you are operating in the Netherlands as a food company, get ready. Uh, <laughs> for context, EU Commission proposal is actually examining a few systems, uh, which includes the Nutri-Score, but not only. The Nutri-Score has been developed by the French government. Uh, we also heard like other system. I'm thinking, uh, for instance, the Swedish system. Yeah, and the traffic light you have as well. Traffic light or nutrient form. We had together in December with Valérie an event discussing other system and more generally food packaging uh, with the young professional network, such as the nutrient form battery developed in Italy. Can you tell us a bit about like the other system and what you can see work or doesn't work, basically? Yes, uh, what we see for the Nutri-Inform, this is very uh, similar to the GDA, the Guidelines Daily Amounts label that has been developed in the UK. And uh, the Nutri-Inform gives, gives you information about the presence in percentage of a macronutrient. And a macronutrient is, uh, for example, uh, the sugar, the energy, uh, the salt and uh, of a certain food product and it gives it per 100 grams based on a daily intake of 200, 2,000 kilocalories, sorry, <laughs> so of 2,000 kilocalories. But however, this intake does not fit for everyone because it, for example, is only for uh, an average of adults. So it already excludes children, in my opinion. Uh, in addition, what we can see is that systems without a color system are also a bit harder uh, to read. Uh, this at least is what research uh, found multiple times. Yes, you mentioned the color coding, but another feedback that we get uh, is the fact that the Nutri-Score is set on this 100 gram basis. Uh, a recurring argument we hear is that some food manufacturers or retailers are aiming at system based on portion. What do you think of uh, this suggestion or argument? Yes, um, aiming it on portion, I think for some products that will work, but Nutri-Score is developed to be universal and therefore it needs to be standardized. So for example, olive oil, uh, for instance, the recipe might tell you to use one tablespoon. However, at least if I speak for myself, I always just pour in a dash of it when I'm cooking. So uh, portion sizes will always differ between people. And I would prefer using 100 grams to make it easier to read and also to make it more in line with the back of pack information. Yeah, I always have also the same story where I'm uh, actually going to the gym and as I'm coming out, I'm just grabbing a chocolate bar from a vending machine when I suddenly realize halfway <laughs> through the bar that it's supposed to be two portions. So you're literally supposed to open it and like break it in two, pour it back in the package, which personally I don't have the discipline for it. Uh, or as you say, like just pouring breakfast cereals very often are normally made to have like 30 gram in a bowl. I don't think most people listening, myself included, are pouring an exact 30 gram bowl. No, for sure, Margot, I feel you uh, for the chocolate bar, <laughs> not being able to put it in two portions. And also, indeed, um, especially for the breakfast cereals, I think most of the people will not have the time in the morning to wait the cereals before pouring it in. Uh, I can also see that it would have a difference between countries. Um, what is a one person uh, portion, for example, for Parmesan cheese? Uh, do we have the same amount everywhere? 
Yes, completely. Uh, we hear that some food manufacturer are afraid people will start to avoid the bad scores, so like this uh, red or orange score that you are uh, already referencing, and hence build disadvantages for competition between products. Uh, do you think this is true, or people are still going to have a cheat day from time to time and uh, enjoy themselves with like a letter D or E? <laughs> yes, I think this question uh, can be looked at two-sided. First of all, retailers can start having a discussion with the fruit producers Um, to adapt to a demand. So for example, in the food category of ready-to-eat meals, they can ask their suppliers to only develop uh, products with a Nutri-Score A or B. Um, so then you make the healthy choice already for, uh, for the consumer. And um, they can also, for example, change their health policies by using Nutri-Score, which makes it, makes it much easier for them to communicate to their suppliers. And again, communication stays very important. So that's the second uh, part I want to uh, put some light on. The measures should be that the intake of products with a lower score is fine. However, you should only eat it in small amounts. Yes, yeah, so indeed, like a cheat day, a Christmas day, a birthday, like something exceptional, but you still need to enjoy yourself, like just a little bit of it. So, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and like in practice, what we can also see in Brussels, where I live, is that several retailers are launching promotions for products with A to B grades, which is a great encouragement uh, to like make some saving while staying healthy. As we are now reaching the end of our podcast episode, can you tell us on what we do at SMP, at Switzerland Partners, to assist our client with this upcoming legislation? Yes, so what we do at SMP is that we give masterclasses and workshops to different uh, food companies on what is Nutri-Score, how to use it, and how to communicate about it. And uh, we also, of course, monitor the media and follow the Dutch and European governments. And we have contacts with a lot of uh, stakeholders in the field. And um, finally, we give strategic advice on, for example, how to implement Nutri-Score in your health policy. Uh, clients can actually come to us with any question about Nutri-Score and we will try our best to help them. That is so nice to hear. Like, and indeed, like, let's get ready together. Thank you so much for joining Valerie. Uh, you heard her. If you need any assistance on nutritional advice, the Nutri-Score or health claims, please reach out to her on LinkedIn or via our website. Thank you so much for listening and see you soon.